This episode of the podcast is brought to you by, guys, we're finally giving into it. We've gotten so much demand, so many countless emails. Zach and I will finally be selling photos of him and I kissing each other deeply while while deeply looking into each other's eyes. <laughs> uh, go to our website and you can purchase them, you fucking freaks. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, but you're going to freak out. No, this isn't happening. Yeah, it's happening. No games. Know what you wanted? It's about giving. Giving yourself over to somebody. Becoming one forever. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that sells your flesh for money. I'm Frank. I'm Zach. And today we are doing Hulu's Fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, this was pretty much um an all-female kind of film yes. from like what i've learned mm-hmm. so the writer and uh well the director is mimi cave and this is her f- debut feature oh wow uh, really? everything else was um like short films mm-hmm. and like music videos and stuff so this was her debut very impressed yeah um this and written by a, a girl named lauren khan k-a-h-n mm-hmm. and i believe that like generally like this is her first stab at a proper screenplay by herself Hmm. um everything else she was kind of like an assistant on stuff um and i like that and then you have your main characters who daisy edgar jones who plays noah she's your lead kind of um yeah then you have yeah then you have sebastian (laughs) stan who plays steve who's Mm -hmm. your other lead uh and then generally speaking for the most part that's really all like that really matters molly's the only other but there are other there are some other characters you have jojo t gibbs who plays molly you have andrea bang who plays penny um and then you have deo oaken okenyi who plays paul uh and then charlotte lee bond who plays Anne, who's like steve's wife Mm -hmm. um and then everybody else doesn't really matter yeah um Paul's the the bartender, right? Yeah. Mm. So uh, this film is about the horrors of modern dating? Yeah, question mark? Pretty, pretty much. <laughs> That's literally uh, the theme that I got from so, it. So uh, it's essentially about a woman who's kind of tired of dating and meeting people online, um, but she, and she eventually meets somebody in person, mm-hmm. and That's she, a big deal. Now and they go out on a date, and it's actually not terrible, and. What is terrible is that this guy is a fucking lunatic mm-hmm. and he sells specifically women's bodies and meat uh, for cash. He has his own business where he cuts up women and then sells their flesh for money. You know, that's what um, we should be doing, man. That's like, enough good... with the podcast, enough with working retail. We should just be selling meat. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the money's really uh, at. So I was pleasantly surprised by this film so watching it. Did you watch this beforehand? Or yes. Was, okay. So I saw this like a week ago or whatever, mm-hmm. two weeks ago. Um, had zero. Again, I don't watch trailers. Um, I I don't know if you watch a trailer beforehand. I feel I, like you normally do. I, I feel did. like you shouldn't do that. I feel like you should <laughs> maybe watch a trailer afterwards. No, like, no, no. I, I like to watch the trailer beforehand because then I kind of get like an idea of like what the vibe is for the film. Uh, but I feel like this movie strives or like does so much better when you don't know anything. Oh, like absolutely. going into this yeah. film completely blind was everything for me <laughs> because I had no concept of what it was. I okay. The only thing that I knew was that it's a horror, you know, quote unquote mm-hmm. horror film. So I was like, okay, great. Like, let's get into it. And I was just completely in awe of everything about this movie for the most part. So let me say this really quick. So like, as I was starting to watch this film, I, I had watched the trailer before. I had an idea of that. Like, okay, this is kind of like a horror film. Like, you know, two people meet and then like 
Noah gets drugged, and then it, it, in my mind, that's where I think, like, the trailer kind of, like, helped me a little bit, because, one, I got the idea of, like, what the vibe was, two, they didn't show you exactly what Steve was doing, like, it was just, to me, from the trailer, it was like, oh, it's just kind of like a kidnapping type thing. Mm. I still um, haven't seen the trailer, so I don't even know, I don't watch trailers, the, so. The trailer kind of painted it as that. Okay, but, yeah. um So, like, for the first 30 minutes of this film, yeah, I'm kind of like, this is a movie. It's whatever. I feel kind of like indifferent about it. Yes, the the kind of like the relationship between Noah and Steve is cute. They're awkward. They're quirky. Like I get the idea that like Noah has like trouble dating. She's kind of been like a loner all her yeah. life. And then you know when and then we hit the thirty two minute mark. Thirty two minute mark. <laughs> and when she gets drugged and slams to the floor, and immediately then. You get that's the where title that's screen? where your title screen is. That's when I was like, I'm in it. Yeah, I'm with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely. So in it. Yeah, because um, this movie does take its time to kind of get you know us to know Noah, mm-hmm. which I actually really appreciate. Like in yeah. the hindsight of things, like looking back now, you can kind of appreciate getting to know Steve and Noah as mm-hmm. a as a couple. Um, something that I thought was really just interesting and. Um, Something that I don't think I don't think a lot of filmmakers can really accomplish is the idea of like that truly, truly realistic dialogue. Yeah, that Steve and Noah have such a a real connection. Like when they're just talking about like the fucking cotton candy grapes in the grocery yeah, store. Yeah. Like that's a normal thing. That's right. Like, that's... And even like when they're sitting at the bar and mm-hmm. he's just like, OK, here comes like the stupid ass questions. Yeah. And then he just like asks her like the basic things. There's this. There's just this authenticity, and I think that has a lot to do with Daisy Edgar Jones and Sebastian Stan's chemistry with one another, Mm -hmm. because if the chemistry, listen, we've all seen films where actors don't really have good chemistry with one another, and you can feel it, Mm -hmm. but these two together seem like a real boyfriend and girlfriend, and they seem so into each other, and they're just really incredible actors, and they have such incredible chemistry on screen together Mm -hmm. that... You buy everything about it. I will say, too, like, I, I haven't, like, I don't see a lot of Sebastian Stan, but, like, since getting to know him and, like, getting to see him in different films, like, he's just grown so much more on me. Yeah, I didn't um know who he was. This is the first thing I've ever seen him in. Oh, really? Yeah, it I've never in, seen him before. Well, he was the Winter Soldier in Captain America. Never seen it. <laughs> he, was, he was the cop in, um, what is it, The Devil All the Time. Oh, so then I have seen him. I didn't recognize him though. I, I did yeah, watch the devil all the time. Role. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember him in that. But uh, okay, yeah. So I get. So this is the second time I've seen him. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know him at all. Um, I like him a lot. I was impressed. Yeah. I was. I was very impressed. He got. He has everything. Like he plays his character so well. My God, man! The scene where he's just dancing and singing to '80s music yeah. while cutting up the thigh. Yeah, yeah. Is probably my favorite scene. <laughs> it's just so like lighthearted immediately after you get to know like what he's doing yeah um so taking kind of like a step back like this movie really kind of shows you what it's like to be a woman uh in like 2022 oh absolutely which is kind of shitty yeah i mean even from like you know when noah is like leaving the first uh like really awkward date and then trying to go back that to the car. That guy's such a shithead. Oh, he's so fucking pretentious. Yeah. And, uh, such like, a fuck, dick. I love this scarf. He's <laughs> like, I'm just going to take your leftovers yeah. too. Like what a fucking asshole. Yeah. Um but yeah, like even too like when 
she's walking back to her car and she notices the guy following her and she gets like the keys ready to like stab if need to be and then like drops him and then notices it's just a guy with his baby and it's yeah. like okay can relax a little bit again but that's like a real thing like that's an actual thing that like women have to worry about right yeah i mean even the simple fact of her being on the the dating app and she gets a message and then immediately gets like a dick pic and the mm-hmm. guy's like what are you wearing like well you know i could make you so horny right now i can yeah. make you so wet it's just like god like and guys are really Men are like horrible that. we are we're the worst <laughs> uh i can i can you know i, I again we kind of spoke about this a little bit with some like it hot like I do pride myself a little. Like, I don't think I'm that bad. I no. don't think I'm nearly that bad at all. I've never been like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say, generally speaking, like, in modern day age of online dating, men think that there's, like, no consequences for shit. And because all everything's online, we feel like we can just do whatever we want. So, like, sending a completely unprovoked dick pic is just probably the norm. Yeah. And it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um. And this movie shows you because it's so this movie kind of plays into the idea of um, because when when her and Molly are at that boxing thing, they kind of say, like, fuck, like Disney and all Mm -hmm. that. Like, you know, we're not I am the beast. Like, no, like fuck Beauty and the Beast. Like, I am the beast. And then Noah meets Prince Charming. Mm hmm. And ironically enough, immediately, like, kind of falls head over heels for him. And then she starts kind of giving in to that Disney um, trope of Prince Charming coming and kind of saving her because she's feeling kind of lonely. Yeah, because she says fuck it and then just like goes head first into it. Right, and she meets him in real life. Yeah, which which is is the like, you know, the the way it's so unorthodox now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because everything's either through like Instagram or like text messages or like oh, my friend knows a person, let me set you up on a blind date. Like it's never just like meeting somebody, like going out and then just like talking to somebody. Um. So the whole idea of then him, you know, meeting him on or meeting him in real life and then he still turns out to be this psychopath. Mm -hmm. It just is just like for me, it's just like you're never going to. It doesn't matter where you meet somebody because I think there's like an idea and a concept of like, oh, you're meeting this guy online. He's a stranger. Mm -hmm. Like you don't know anything about him like that. That's weird that you're going to meet a guy that you met online like. Yeah, but even if you meet somebody in real life, they're still a stranger. Exactly. Like, <laughs> and it's still like that normal thing of like texting your friend and being like, hey, this is the location in case I go missing. Yeah, exactly. So it's like the same type of thing. I mean, it really is just like this whole movie is kind of just a metaphor for like dating nowadays, but just dialed up like yeah. way to 11. Yeah, yeah. Because it is kind of like the idea that like, you know, there's a horrific side to this. Like there is yeah. a scary side because you don't know this person. Right, exactly. Um. So everything about this movie, for the most part, again, there's like little things. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I, I kind of want to start with the cons first because yeah, they're so little so we- for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the hell's his name? The bartender? Paul. Paul is the most useless character in a film ever. He really did not need to be like, yes, it was funny where it's like, you know, he finally gets to the house. And then he's and like, he's, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah. yeah, like I've seen this horror movie. I yeah. know what happens to me. And yeah. it's like, okay, that's funny. But like you literally did nothing. Right. Like you were no help to the story other than just like telling molly originally like you know what was this guy's name yeah and it's like had you just left it at that would have been fine we didn't need that yeah um i i want to say too there was a little bit of like like i didn't love the performance by like 
Penny and Melissa, like the two other girls that so were. So Melissa barely had any like at all. Penny was definitely out of the two other captives. Penny was the one that was like in, getting interacted more. Mm-hmm. I did kind of feel like everybody's a little too calm in this situation. Yeah, like and... she was a little too calm. And then when you finally see, like you know, she's missing an eye, she's missing a leg, like yeah. fucking. Like, you should be freaking out more. I guess, but at the end of the day, I guess there's, like, an acceptance thing. Like, yeah. I'm not getting out of this, and she, she she's now lost a leg, and she's lost whatever. So, like, her, the idea of, like, her even trying to fight back is completely unfathomable. So, mm-hmm. like, I get it as, like, a, hey, she's accepting her situation, and I guess you're trying... Like, I hate to say it, but it's, like, trying to make the best out of a bad situation. Although, Because even... This is... This is trying to make the best out of the worst possible situation ever. Yeah, like, it is Um, just inevitable that you're going to die. because, like, you feel like if you're in the situation, you would just be crying, like, nonstop. Mm -hmm. But having, like, these lighthearted kind of jokes and and her just singing and, like, whatever, like, it, it it doesn't convey the severity of the situation because Noah's, um when she gets chained up for the first time she has an has actual reaction a, an appropriate reaction yes. like full on breakdown like please no tell me this isn't real like yeah. just let me go like tell me this is all a joke yeah and that's real that's what you should be you yeah. shouldn't be where it's like oh you know like he's so nice isn't he like i just want to cut his throat out yeah and it's like yeah fine but like you look at something where like something like hostile Versus this. Mm-hmm. And it's like two very different like scenario. Well, two very similar scenarios, but two very different ways to react to it. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess like you can kind of chalk that up because like this movie is kind of trying to be like more quirky. Like this definitely has like more 80s vibes to it and yeah. trying to play off of that. But it just didn't really match with it that well. Um, another thing that I like really didn't like about this film I guess this is just me being nitpicky, but the actual ending, like so the, the ending is like, again, I get it. It's supposed to be like quirky film. It just doesn't match up for me. Like it's, it's just a little too like on the nose of like the text message from the stupid star, uh, scarf guy. And it's yeah. like, Hey, you up? Yeah. It's like now she's back to square one again. Yeah. Like I get it. It's, it's supposed to be like a joke, like, haha. Like now you're literally just back to, you know, back to it again. But it's, and it's a little abrupt mm-hmm. because the ending almost feels slight, like the actual ending, where where that's the last shot of the film credits roll, mm-hmm. um, which is technically not the last shot because there's an after credit scene. Oh, that's right, I forgot you told me um, about that and I didn't watch it. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck, <laughs> I fucked up. Uh, so there is an after credit scene, uh, but that is technically like the end of the movie, and you kind of just. I don't know the the actual the the after credit scene adds a little bit more and we'll I'll explain that a little bit once we get to it um, because mm-hmm. it's not part of the cons um, it, it adds it makes the it makes the ending feel a little bit more like that should have been like what everybody saw not just the people who stayed around for the credits mm-hmm. um, but yeah so that actual ending is a little like kind of abrupt and it's just kind of like oh okay so now you get zero closure with like. The, the, the ponytail guy that delivers because like what happens yeah, to him exactly and then Penny's just like fucking off by the bar and like they just left her Penny comes back at the end 
She crawls in there. Yeah, she literally crawls in there. But like then, at the very, but then very, at the very, very end, like when, once they shoot him and all that, she's there. She's by the barn, and then, uh, and then, yeah, I don't really know what happens with Penny. She literally stays over there, and yeah. then Molly goes. Yeah, back I mean, you have, again, you have to assume that like, okay, they're obviously gonna go back and get her, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you get like zero resolution with Paul. Like Paul's just a useless character in my mm-hmm. opinion, um, unnecessary, whatever. Yeah. Um, I have one last thing. I don't know okay. about you. This movie didn't have enough gore in it for me. That's shocking. This, this, well, so it's not bloody gore. No, no, no. But like, I, because I, you, you explained it to me and I was kind of going into this thinking like, they're going to show everything. Mm. And they didn't. They kind of like panned away for like everything except for like, you know, the last fight with Steve. Right. And they kind of showed it. Yeah. And then like the wife too with the shovel. Yeah. And I was like, okay, thank you. Finally. Yeah. But I don't know. I was kind of going in expecting a little bit yeah, more. Yeah. I mean, you like, definitely don't see like anybody getting cut up, but mm-hmm. you do see like him having a oh, giant yeah. leg on his yes. on his on and, his counter. And again, I hate to bring up like Hostel because I don't think it's a fantastic movie, but like Hostel did the same thing but gave us like the actual like showed us everything. Gave you the goods. Mm-hmm. You know, for somebody who me like you know, myself who I actually really I love gore. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty fulfilled mm. with this film. Like I I did not feel like I wanted to see more or less. Mm. I, I I guess I guess I was more just intrigued with the actual plot of the film that I didn't feel like the gore was necessary. Yeah. Um, because you just, you understand mm-hmm. everything that's happening. So it's kind of more of like, you know, it's just visually, it's more of like a, you understand what's going on here. So we don't need to show you all the blood in the guts, but yeah. from a personal standpoint, I guess more blood can always, I'll always it's take a, more it's blood. A little bit better. I'll, I'll always take more gore. More. Mm-hmm. Um, the music in this film is incredible. It's amazing. Like I said, it's 80s style. Yeah. And it just fits so well with like the quirky attitude. Yeah, and even it. like the, the the more modern songs that mm-hmm. they just kind of do, they have somebody do a cover of and it's more like somber, mm-hmm. toned down, I think really fits really well. The lighting in this movie, man, the some of those scenes oh are God. so pretty. The camera angles are so good. Yeah. And like specifically, like there's the scene where... Noah's kind of like starting to build trust a little bit with Steve when she's captive and they decide like, okay, like, you know, we're going to have like a dinner and Steve has like the little tray cart that like he's riding in and you have it like just stationary on on there. And like I don't know, like just the way that like it was shown where it's fully showing Steve and then just kind of like turns around and it's literally showing like point of view of him going around and then finding that fucking meat freezer. Yeah. Like it's stuff like that. That's just like. This is very pleasing to look at. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very pretty movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that Noah isn't stupid. Yeah, she, she knows doesn't, what she's she doing. She doesn't make dumb choices mm-hmm. kind of like in a, you know, in a kind of more typical horror movie where your lead characters like, no, don't go in there. Like, obviously, don't yeah. open that door. Like, no, Noah's actually very, very smart and and makes her way out of this situation in a very realistic way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't feel super like, oh, of course this yeah. has to happen because it's a movie. Yeah, like I, I definitely felt like that where it's like every action was kind of like calculated. Like even when she's starting to try and play mind games with Steve and like ask like, oh, so what does it taste like? Yeah. 
and then just like leaves it at that. I'm like, okay, she's starting to fuck she's with planting him. like the yeah. seeds, and Steve is a sicko, and he's like, she's in mm-hmm. love with me. Yeah, like, and he's like, in love with her. Yeah, like she's not trying to be like, oh, I gotta find a way out because she already tried that, right? And then I got her ass taken off, right? Yeah. So <laughs> exactly, like, yeah. like she's starting to go about it more of like a mental way rather than trying to go physical. It's very smart. Mm-hmm. I think the writing in this movie is pretty fucking Absolutely. like really really smart. Uh, also, I love the idea of. So I don't know if you like picked up on this, but I, I noticed it more the second time around where the ki- when they're driving to his house mm-hmm. and he's still kind of like likable Steve and there's the shots of like the blue skies and the trees and whatever and everything is just like nice and serene and then they finally like get to where we're getting really close to his house and then the, the scene is the back, the back, you're looking through the rear, the rear window mm-hmm. and it's like, a, like a, a line of trees and whatever yeah. and then the camera starts fucking like violently shaking <laughs> and the music changes mm-hmm. and it's kind of like that last shot of like this is what it's this, like this is the nice part of the yeah film. yeah and like now things are starting to shake and like mm-hmm. things are going to turn dark because the sun is literally setting yeah <laughs> like even too like it's smart like even with the the title screen like the music immediately changes as if like you had the song on a record and then you just played it backwards yeah, and it right? went like that. But it's also like, again, like smart writing where, where Steve is a really intelligent fucking psychopath. Yeah. Like the, the idea of him making that cocktail for her and being like, can you guess the flavor, yes. what flavors I use? So, so she, she drinks, drinks more mm-hmm. and she's, and she's, con- and then he's like, nope, not exactly. He drink, drinks more. Nope, not exactly. And she drinks more. It's like, this is really smart writing. Yeah. Because it's not just, it could have just gone the route of, hey, have this drink. She drinks mm-hmm. it. And then she, and then she goes and she, you know, she lays flat. But no, he plays the long game. Mm-hmm. Can you taste it? Like, tell me what flavors you're feeling. And they're sitting down. And the whole time that she's getting drowsy, he's still acting like, Hey, I'm just gonna, I'm just saying that you're gonna want to bring your bathing suit. Like yeah. we're going here, we're going there, and then she finally just like falls face first, and then you get the incredible title sequence, and then you get so, dude, you're 32 minutes in the movie, and then you get the title sequence, mm-hmm. and that's why too, like it's it's kind of fucked up, like on my part, I think, but like throughout the film, I never started to dislike Steve. He's so charismatic mm-hmm. and just as a yeah, exactly. Like you know, he's a serial killer, but you can't help but kind of like him a little bit. Yeah, and again, that has to go to the writing. It's just like, between Sebastian Stan and the writing, it's just, it's so organic Yeah, that it feels like you still could have had a love story with this. Yeah. And, I mean, I dare I say, this They're is kinda... a this is a fresh take on a kidnap <laughs> film. <laughs> and I liked that about this. Yeah, it's uh, it's freaking good, man. And, I, and you know what's, like, surprising, though, for me was... Movies don't really make me uncomfortable usually, and this mm-hmm. movie kind of made me uncomfortable because... Well, the dick biting made me uncomfortable. Well, that, yeah. But I think it's because this movie goes to such a surprisingly dark place fast, like mm-hmm. so quickly. Listen, I was dropped, like, I was jaw dropped when he said, like, no, I'm not going to rape you. I just sell your meat. Yeah. And I was like, hold up. Yeah, yeah, What yeah. are we doing? <laughs> right, yeah, because it goes to a very dark mm-hmm. place. Like, this movie is dark. And even, like, splicing in, like, the cannibalism kind of things of, like, the older, like, one percenters. The one percent of the one percent. Yes, that are, like, eating this meat. And it's literally, like, just, like, panning through them as, like, Noah's, like, taking a bite. And it's, like, like, stuff like that. It was, like, that's really cool. It's cool. 
Um, but yeah, man, it's fucking like, again, like it made me uncomfortable mm-hmm. because it's look, I don't know like if there's a real somewhere on the dark web oh, where absolutely. you could buy, there's like, you gotta be probably most likely, but the idea of a woman being kidnapped like this is, is handled so realistically mm-hmm. that you almost don't want to watch this because it's so uncomfortable to be like, wow, this can happen to literally anyone. I was thinking that the whole time I was right. like, this, this is probably happening to somebody. Yeah. And it's fucking like, unco- and again, it makes you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't f- usually feel like that in movies, but this movie had a point where once we get to that point, I, I was wondering like, where are we going to go from here? Because mm-hmm. like how dark and how twisted are we actually going to go? And I was nervous that it was going to, it was going to go too dark. Mm-hmm. And luckily it doesn't like, it still kind of stays a it, little lighthearted. It, it like, stays a little bit lighthearted, and yes, it's a it is a dark theme, but it never gets to a point where I ever wanted to like shut it off because I was like, I'm too uncomfortable with watching this. Mm-hmm. Which, once she's kidnapped, I almost was like that, which is rarely surprising <laughs> for mm-hmm. me because I'm never like that. But watching her like chained up and being like and the acting from her and and the such a realistic portrayal of a woman figuring out that she is now just locked down here. It, it, it was it's heartbreaking yeah um and Did, that's a testament to her acting yeah um and yeah sebastian plays uh, this sicko that is that you also kind of like which is makes you kind of a sicko mm-hmm. <laughs> um did you also like to the uh the better version of death proof right when like yeah. all the girls are like starting to right. beat the so shit that, out you know of what's him? funny because i literally wrote yeah. <laughs> i literally wrote that better death proof that this is what death proof wanted to be yes because uh, <laughs> that felt like i they, felt, they have some similarities yes but i felt like the justification with these three rather than in death proof. oh yeah yeah like yeah. death proof yeah i get it but like i don't know it just it didn't like i didn't feel like attached to these characters and in death like in in this film I did. Like, I felt like these three women had justification to beat the fuck out of Steve <laughs> and almost kill him and then finally kill him. Yeah. Um, also, kind of just another pro for, like, the writing is that um, Molly is, again, like, I don't think she's utilized to her fullest potential, mm-hmm. but what you get from her, because she's kind of playing, like, the detective role. Yeah. And did you see that little that like you, you end up seeing her phone uh when once like she's captured and then mm-hmm. they capture all their phones. But before she gets captured, she's just sitting at her cubicle and she has her phone face down and she has the um the female Batman on the back of her phone case. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's again really fucking smart because Batman's like a great detective. Mm-hmm. And now she's doing the detective work and she's the woman and then hence the female Batman. Well she's also it's doing smart this, writing. She's <laughs> doing this a very realistic way too. Like right. she's literally taking photos and like google searching them yeah. like reverse image searching right. and trying to find out like you know what's going on yeah and then noticing the small little things where it's like she says i love you and then just gets the heart back and it's like that's not what noah would say to me right yeah it's really so, it's yeah. just clever man and then even too fucking putting the like sending paul like hey this is where i am if shit gets real and it, it fucking worked because yeah. paul came i mean he did nothing but like right, he yeah. came. <laughs> exactly he's yeah I, I just wish that he was more utilized yeah um god what yeah. else so there's there's all of that 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 we get to and then of course we get to kind of i guess i i we i wish that we also explored the company and yeah. like the the like, idea of like this I don't want to call them a cult, but they're 
it is kind of a it's, well, it's yeah. definitely cultish. Mm-hmm. It's especially with the, the goat like symbol yeah, for everything, right. which is I, really cool. I, like I, the idea of him having like boxes that yes. have like the labels on them and all that <laughs> mm-hmm. is like really kind of fun. It's like okay, like you're making this like our actual business. Yeah, like I agree. Like I wish we saw like a little bit, like even like a name or something, right? To like give us something about it. But I guess that's kind of just like. You know, it's supposed to be a secret society. Yeah. It's staying secret because all we get is an image. Right, so, I mean, yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. But I wish I knew, like, a little bit more about it. How did you feel about the reveal of Anne, his wife? Oh, my God. So, when you were talking about, like, you know, where this movie made you feel uncomfortable, that was the moment that made me feel uncomfortable when Anne goes to take a shower and takes, takes off the off. prosthetic leg. Yeah. And you realize that, like, oh, fuck, Steve chopped off her leg and sold it yeah it's like she was one mm-hmm. of the victims and it it brought this idea where it's like you know because there's a lot of themes in this film um yeah. a lot to do with like dating and a lot to do with like you know dating in this time era and a little bit of like toxic masculinity but like this kind of this was the moment where i was like oh it's very like stockholm Syndrome, type feeling yeah. yeah yeah like it's very much like you know she liked him beforehand and then found out about this and then something kind of changed that's similar to what's happening with noah and she kind of was able to get out and then you have like the ending where it's like you know Anne finds steve and then goes and finds noah and is like oh my god like it's finally over we're saved and then starts like choking her yeah but i feel like that moment beforehand where like she's actually crying like she's actually upset and happy at the same time that you know this is finally over like steve's dead yeah because you when she sees his body she's like huh yeah whatever like she's kind of relieved well she's like go put it on ice because we can sell his fucking body yeah exactly (laughs) so it's like how much does she know like how how involved is she yeah because i think that that is kind of an interesting thing that happens right because well i guess i'll I'll talk on like my main theme that i took away Mm -hmm. uh right now because at the end, at the end of the day, what this film for me was kind of saying was that, oh man, it's kind of, it's hard. Mm-hmm. So like, so Noah ends up actually trying human meat, mm-hmm. right? She ends up eating it, and there's a there's a scene she puts it in her mouth, and then she you get all of these cuts of yeah. all of the one percenters and them eating it, and it's now. I hate to say it, but it's like she's now part of the one percenters of the one percenters. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's something that they have that no like that, you know, almost nobody in the world has done. Mm-hmm. And now she's done it and she's like connected to them through this thing that they do. And it's. So at the end of the at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. the credits roll, and then we get an we get an overhead shot of all of these one percenters sitting at around at this round table, mm-hmm. and there's a few of them in suits, and some of them are in like weird like BDSM like bondage <laughs> outfits and stuff, and in the middle of the table is a giant pile of meat, mm-hmm. and all of the all of the blood from the meat just starts like pouring out off to the table, and it just starts like getting closer and closer to them. And that's like the real ending of the film, mm-hmm. and I think, and I thought that that was a perfect ending. Yeah, that would because have been nice to that see. is, for me, like showing that, yeah, you stopped, you stopped Steve, 
but you didn't stop the these one percent of the one percent. Yeah, exactly. It's this is still going to happen, and mm-hmm. this is going to still keep happening. And I do wonder if Noah's Noah, going to kind of get like a, a if Noah now has a taste for it mm-hmm. because she the way that that it's explored through her and the way that she's kind of reacts to it. Yeah. She ends up making herself throw up the first time, but she can't the second time. Right. Like she eats the breast meat. She eats Melissa. Right. And she, she says something that you could say is, yeah, she's just trying to get Steve like, you know, to believe that she's into it. Or you can say that this is really her Mm -hmm. where she says that I feel horrible that I don't feel horrible. Yeah. About eating this. Like you, like that was, that was like a point in time too, where it's like I'm believing the bullshit. Right. Like I'm believing that maybe she's not playing this game. Maybe she is falling for Steve, and maybe exactly. this all is real. But again, then too, then you get the scene of like her biting his dick off. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, you played it very well because I believed you for a second. Yeah. So I don't know, man. For me, it was like she's now part of this like elite group mm-hmm. of just these people that do this weird, disgusting shit and. She she was able to experience it. So like I wonder, like if we if we got like I don't need a full blown sequel, but I would love to see something where like where is Noah now? Yeah. Like did she did she is she completely re- repulsed by what has ha- occurred, or now does she have this kind of craving for yeah. it because it's unlike anything that she's ever tasted before? Yeah. Like even if you do like a little short film, like a ten minute thing, just to right. kind of like bring a little bit back. Yeah. Like that would be really cool. Yeah. I mean, the the biggest thing that I took away, because again, too, like, we already said, like, you know, toxic dating right. of today. Yeah. Um, this movie also is a big stance on the unfortunate thing of a male-dominated world. Yeah. Like, the entire cast is female, and then the main antagonist is this one guy, just Steve, and him trapping these women and selling their meat and, like, saying that, like, you know... He only does this to women because they taste better and it's a little bit easier for him. Yeah. And it's just this stance on the unfortunate thing that like, you know, you have 75% of the movie is women and 25% is men and the men are still like dominating in this film. So like the women do come on out on top. Oh, absolutely. And that's like, that's the biggest thing where it's like, you know, this can be stopped. Yeah. Like women can take over. Right. They should take over. (laughs) And this is a situation where it's like they finally got to the chance to be like, no, I'm taking control. I'm right. taking action. Yeah, I like so much that that once they break out and she bites off, Noah bites off Steve's dick and she runs down and, you know, unlocks Penny and gets Molly out of there mm-hmm. that they beat the shit out of him. Oh, yeah. And they don't hold back on mm-hmm. it. I mean, he gets a few hits in there and there, but generally speaking, like. He he gets his ass kicked. Yeah. And it's great. And then when they go out into the woods, he doesn't get the upper hand on them at mm-hmm. all. I mean, they fucking beat him and then they shoot him in the face. Yeah, it's very well deserved. Yeah, and it's just like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, it's a moment of like, yes, I'm with you. Like, yeah. I wanted this to happen. It's it, it, it's it's so good, man. Mm-hmm. Um, And yeah, and then you get, you get to the ending where even Anne shows up and Anne gets killed too mm-hmm. uh, because she's a sicko. Um, and I wonder, I wonder about Anne too, like, had they done a little bit more with her? Like, well, I, it's just more like, how did you get into the situation? Like where, so did, did she literally, did she, was she Anne? 
like what I mean, I'm sorry, was she Noah? Like mm-hmm. yeah, in like the, the situation, same type of right? Thing. Like did did she, you know, try to get out, whatever, got the got the leg cut off. He was actually he kind of started to fall in love with her a little mm-hmm. bit. She tasted the meat. And then she was like, I want to join you on this. And then he, cause he was going, I mean, you could tell that Steve was like going to leave Anne for absolutely. Noah. Absolutely. He was, he was falling absolutely in love mm-hmm. with her. Um, and he was willing to, you know, just completely just leave his wife for, yeah. for her. And she kind of knew. Right. Like she had like that feeling like with the bathroom scene. Right. And you know, what's also really funny is like kind of like another little theme was how at the end of the movie, because you, you kind of forget that Noah doesn't even know anything that's going on mm-hmm. in the world. So she's like, who was that woman? And yeah. Molly's like, that's his wife. And she was like, he's married. <laughs> like <laughs> that it's, part. Of- it's kind of funny, mm-hmm. but it's also like, yeah, that's also something that happens a lot. Like you meet mm-hmm. somebody and then, you know, you find out they're married. Right. Like that's a thing that's real. It, that was fun. Like, I like that. I wish that was like the ending, if anything else, other yeah. than like the, the text message showing up. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like. Again, too, this movie is just literally a stance that, like, love is complicated. Yeah. <laughs> love is very ugly and very disgusting. Yeah. Uh, and I enjoy this movie a lot, man. Eight and a half meatballs out of ten. Eight, eight for me, for sure. Um, not a perfect film, um, but I do want to kind of just make one last comment. Um, not a really about the film or anything about the film, but something that I'm coming to... Like, after I watched it the first time, and now definitely the second time, I came to a realization of something that is you need to start eating people no 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 and it makes me kind of sad um is that this film could not have been released in theaters Mm -mm. like there's no way that this like any any theater would have been like oh yeah like let's put this out well it's not even that well for me it's not even that like oh it's too disturbing to like Mm -hmm. to to be you know brought into theaters it's more of just why would they? Why would a studio put it in theaters? It's not a Marvel movie. <laughs> it's not like you. I I don't know. I I can't. I was sitting there and watching, and I'm like, I really really enjoy this film a lot, but I cannot imagine myself watching this in a movie theater, mm-hmm. which is kind of sad because it doesn't have like that kind of like it thing to I make don't it know. a theater I, movie. I, I don't I don't even think that's what it is. It's just the simple fact that there are just these films. It's it's got to be, you know, it's I don't know how to explain it. It's just this weird thing of I can't imagine this movie actually getting like this film, the credits get the credits roll at 32 minutes into this movie. Like who the fuck is going to go and see that? Like <laughs> nobody in their right mind is like going to go out and like, and like watch this go out and like pay money to see this film. I don't think like, like that, like this movie is absolutely a streaming service film. Yeah. It's it, a really good movie mm-hmm. that I, that I liked a lot, but I don't see a world in where this type of film is going to get a theatrical release, which makes me kind of sad because 10 years ago, if you got a movie, if you made a movie, it was going to a theater. That's mm-hmm. the goal is to get a theatrical release. And then there's all of these types of films being made where it's like, yeah, it's not. So it's like, okay, if it's not going to get a theatrical release, I hope a Netflix or a Hulu or an HBO picks it up. Yeah. Because that's what it is, right? I mean, they're making these movies for the most part by themselves mm-hmm. and hoping then, that they get released. Right. And then Netflix, somebody at Netflix sees it and says, you know, I want that to be in our, our platform. So then that's when it becomes a Netflix original. It's mm-hmm. very rare that a Netflix movie goes straight to the theaters or, or just is being made for Netflix. Like mm-hmm. there's, it's, it's not really, you know, 
It's really more of like a, hey, I'm making this movie, and then Netflix picks it up, and now it's considered a Netflix original. Yeah. Or now it's considered a Hulu original. And this movie just became a Hulu original. Mm Mm-hmm. And it doesn't get a theatrical release. Which to me is, is unfortunately the bottom of the barrel because I hate Hulu. Yeah. And uh, Right, yeah. Hulu like, doesn't, how, Hulu how doesn't shocking, put anything anymore. How shocking, like, how, how good or how, like, completely, it just blew my mind that I'm like, wow, this is actually a good movie on Hulu. I know. <laughs> like, it's a, it's Hulu a doesn't Hulu make original shit. and it's just like, wow, this is actually really good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they fucking realize, like, that, that nobody fucking cares about their platform all that much, so... I mean, they, I mean, they mostly just focus on television, right? So yeah, it's mostly that's like their their biggest thing is like Bob's Burgers and Family Guy that they got. Yeah, so I don't know. It's kind of it just made me sad though that that mm-hmm. um, I guess streaming services have so much power now that uh, that movies can just completely bypass the theatrical experience, and there are movies now that are kind of strictly just being made to sit down at home out at home and watch. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that's kind of weird to yeah. me it was like a weird realization that it also might have something to do with pandemic because this movie did come out like beginning of this year yeah i guess i don't know now i'm sad <laughs> <laughs> well why don't you tell us something that you want to recommend then <laughs> all right so kind of a weird recommendation because it's technically movies mm-hmm. um but i don't ever see us sitting down and doing any of these i don't I just don't see that happening. Lord of the Rings. No, but oh. close. Oh. Um, so I recently started watching all of the Harry Potter films. Oh. And listen, I've never seen any of them. Oh. Right. Listen, uh, listen. Go on. Go on. I've never seen any of them. Mm-hmm. I've never read any of the books. Mm-hmm. I knew nothing really about Harry Potter. Um, I just knew like he's a wizard and uh, Hogwarts and whatever. Like I, I understood <laughs> that. Like, you, I, but you know I've never, I knew nothing about the story really. Um. And listen, I'm on the third film. Mm-hmm. I just finished uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm-hmm. That's the good one. And I'm having a good time. I'm enjoying it. I, I actually think that I didn't enjoy Prisoner of Azkaban as much as I thought I was going to. It has Gary Oldman in it. And yeah, I, I was like, wow, he's, he's going to be well, like he's, serious he's black. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed the second one the most. So yes. I've only seen three. So <clears throat> yeah, I've only I've... seen up to three of them. So I enjoy the second one so far the most. The one thing I will say is that as of right now, I don't know if it ever changes but they all start off the exact same way where it's like Harry's at his, it's, at his... The, it's that's just how it is until like the seventh like movie. Okay. So it's like, yeah, he's at home. He's getting mistreated. He ends up breaking out of there and then he, they, they're on their way to Hogwarts. Something happens while they're on their way to Hogwarts that kind of derails them getting to Hogwarts. And then eventually they make it to Hogwarts and then we start the movie mm-hmm. and they all, all three of them literally start off that way. And I was like, okay, we maybe should have like a more unique like start to these. <laughs> nope. Um, but they all start off the exact same way. Um, so that's a little annoying, but I don't know, man. I was in, I mean, listen, they're fucking long. They're yes, all like two hours and 40 they're minutes. They're too long. They're all, like, yeah, that's, they're all that's really the biggest long. thing that I have against them. Um, but I don't know, like for somebody like myself who doesn't really care about the whole like mystical, ma- mm-hmm. mythical magic, uh, thing that, that movies usually have and that whole fantasy thing. Like I'm not into that at all. Um, but I can say that as of right now, after watching three Harry Potter films, mm-hmm. I think I would recommend if you have never seen them to maybe sit down and watch them. I mean, look, some of the some of the green screen and CGI oh, hasn't aged it's, super well. It's bad in the beginning, like the uh, first, like the fourth one, Goblet of Fire. That's when it starts to get yeah. a little bit better. So I'm plus, like, Robert Pattinson makes his debut. So I've heard. I've, I haven't seen him yet. Um, so I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, I can get past some of the shitty CGI. Whatever, it's fine. Um, 
some of the man, some of the comedy is really funny. Uh, uh, yeah, the actions fine yeah. it's a lot it's a lot of just flicking of the wrist <laughs> it was a- <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of flicking of the wrist and then a cgi thing mm-hmm. coming out but uh yeah man the whole like i think it was the sorcerer's stone was the second one no that was the first one uh, the, what was the- uh chamber of secrets. chamber of secrets was the second one that one i that one, really liked i liked the basilisk in it yeah that thing i like really i like cool. the fucking giant snake yeah. i don't like snakes i like the giant the, che- snake. the giant chess game was really cool like yeah. all that stuff was just fun mm-hmm. um i'll say this too because like you haven't seen them yet the last two films yeah actually like i don't like harry potter actually really good (laughs) very dark very serious that's when they kind of break that mold a little bit of like oh this is a kid's movie Mm. actually has themes actually has shit to pick apart yeah so maybe we'll maybe we'll do that one then maybe we'll do the last two yeah yeah we're not gonna do all of them no no no. (laughs) i I don't that's why i wanted to recommend it because i know that we're not going to sit down and do every single harry potter film i just don't see us doing that no um but Again, for somebody like myself who has been, and now I'm now 26 years old, and I've never seen anything Harry Potter, mm-hmm. I'm having a fun time with it, <laughs> and I'm gonna, and I'm just, and I plan on finishing it off, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. when, when a month or two, whenever I, uh, whenever I have whenever three hours have, to sit yeah. down, to sit down and watch a movie, the extended um, cut of four days, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I wanted to recommend Harry Potter. I think it's, uh, I think they're pretty fun actually. Um, and that's it. Cool, Zach. Mm-hmm. Take us out. Well, I got to tell you what we're doing next. Oh, right. Yeah. Zach, Um, what are we doing next? (laughs) So for our topic, we are going to be doing some of our favorite casting in films. Ah, ah, I have never been in a movie. (laughs) It's not true. (laughs) I was in one film in college for my first project where I played a Russian. Did you do a good accent? Was I a Russian? I think I was like Yugos. I don't know what I was. I was something. (laughs) You don't even know. I don't know what I was. I was something. I did an accent. Okay. And I was, I played like, I played like a guy who was, I was a Russian and then a guy who was like being attacked by a Russian (laughs) and then also the weatherman and then also the sports guy. Wow. You wear many hats in this film. I I think they called me Ivan or something. Okay. (laughs) So I expect you to do the accent the entire next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, look forward to that. All right. Um, Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Now, Frank, try to relax. Fear and stress isn't good for the meat.